Hey guys, this is Country Fried Otaku with your guy Steve, and I also have Trey here. We're a couple Texas good old boys talking about anime and video games like every week. It's actually been a while since we last got to do this, so we're going to do our normal thing where we talk a little bit about what we've been playing and watching. We're going to hit some news, and then we're going to get right into our topic this week, which is top five anime for us. Trey, what have you been uh, watching and playing this week? Let me let me know what's going down. Man, I I feel like I've actually been a little bit consistent. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm not, I'm not circulating as much, and it's... It's, it's nice. This consistency must be what, what real people are made of. But I'm still <laughs> going through Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm uh, still working on that bit by bit. And it, it's really cool. I just got to where the main guy met the final Evangelion driver. Driver, I, I don't even remember what they're called. But the red-haired girl, Asuka. Asuka, is that her name? I don't remember. But he just met her, and they, they just revealed a, a big plot element. Now it's as if I wasn't invested in the show enough. I'm now reinvested even more. It's like, whoa, what, what, what are they looking for here? And it's really cool. I, I'm really interested in this show and want to get further into it. And then me and my wife uh, just started Danmachi for her first time, my second time. Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get into it again because I want to watch the second season and see what happens but she's never seen it and she's really into mythology but i don't know if she's gonna how's she handling that i don't think she's gonna last um <laughs> no no i have a friend who's huge in the mythology and i showed him the show uh you know brandon yeah and he just tore it to bits like just ripped it to shreds for not being accurate in terms of mythology or like anything at all um so they use a lot of names but not a lot of the themes are followed i mean apparently he was very adamant about this is not okay yeah she she saw hestia and she's like that's that's hestia and it's uh it's been great watching her tear it apart I, I think she's invested just to see how much of a dumpster fire for her it becomes but i think mm-hmm. i'm also invested in her reaction at this point but it's I, that's half the fun yeah. uh, that was like brandon finished watching it i think because because he always is like i like the show but it's awful <laughs> yeah and it's it has its fun points whenever bell does his fire bolts and some some of those iconic moments are always fun to relive and and see again uh, i'm really excited for her to go through those if she gets that hype but we'll i see. love the underdog story in that series like I love how goofy it is and how much it doesn't really take itself too seriously. But then when it does, it's really over dramatic and just kind of like fun underdog stories. And so I think that's why I like it so much. I mean, I have every bit of actual media it's released so far because I love it that much. Yeah. I I thought I had it on my radar whenever the second season came out, but it, it came out and just flew on by and came out completely and i just didn't even know about it so i need to i told i told you about it too which is kind of surprising that's crazy man i fall asleep sometimes and i just i wake <laughs> back up i don't know what happened but i, I gotta get on it but we're going rip through van winkle that... rip van winkle living here i can't believe this <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll try to go through that are you watching anything new steven i uh so i i watch from beginning to end uh cabinary of the iron fortress which is uh made by studio wit the same guys who animated attack on titan and yeah it's it's a beautiful show like when the when the characters are still talking or they're just showing like frames it looks like an illustration at times it's beautiful and the action in the show is really well animated like it's just a lot of fun to watch the battles Especially the the girl character, Mumei. Because she has very acrobatic actions and things like that. But man, do not get attached to anybody. Like, lots of death from the get-go. Lots of violence and gore. Um, lots of blood. 
really. This is this is definitely an adult show, but it's how do I describe the show? It's essentially like a mixture of you know Dawn of the Dead because basically there's these things called Kabane, which are like zombies that are going around eating everybody, and everybody's basically holed up in these uh, you know train stations. And they ride around the world in these armored uh, you know armed to the teeth trains to get to and from places, and it follows this group that basically you know their town gets run over and they overrun and they get uh escape and then it follows them as they try to get to the capital and away from the the zombies and it gets more complicated than that but the action scenes uh, are a lot of fun the characters aren't too deep so don't get too invested it's only a 12 episode series Mm -hmm. and then there's a then there's a sequel movie which is on netflix and i watched that as well and i loved it every bit of it it's it's kind of like a good popcorn flick you're not gonna remember this for all time but man it's great for a weekend sit down and watch and I encourage anybody that likes action, zombies, trains, and really good animation and music for that matter, uh, check it out. It's definitely worth at least a weekend. I remember hearing about this when it came out and how popular it was, but I didn't know that it was by the same guys that did Attack on Titan. And as you talk about it, it reeks of Attack on Titan world. Like if, if you told me this was happening in a zip code over, I would believe it because this just sounds like it would be happening there. Um, yeah, there's there's just not as much character building because it's a it's clearly a very short story. They really kind of hit the beats, and I'd say honestly, if I had any real qualms with it, the villain's kind of lame. But uh, yeah, it does it does it, it's just a fun journey, like that kind of like zombie movie trains kind of like combination, and just having really good action and in animation just makes it a lot of fun. There was an anime I watched, I believe it was last summer, I think. And it was by the same guy or the same studio itself, and I didn't realize it was from them until I I put the pieces together, and it was called Kaijo or Kaijo. I don't remember what it, how to pronounce it, but it's a sports anime of. of oh yes, Kaijo. I think yeah, it's a, a very fan servicey girl sports anime, and they do a lot of acrobats and spinning. And as I was watching, I was like, why does this look so familiar? And the main girl does this spinning, like, momentum move, and it's just like the Attack on Titan spin. And I didn't realize it until the very end where they did an Attack on Titan call-out. And I was like, holy shit, this is is why. And I I finally put it together and looked into it, and I was like, damn, this is really cool. But that that was a really cool anime You know, I've heard... I've heard great things about that show. Like, if you can just look past the ridiculous uh, premise and fan service, it's actually a pretty well-written and animated show that's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. it. It had some really cool tournaments and some cool rules to it and everything, and the sport itself is neat as long as you can get past it. Because it, it it is a interesting pill to swallow <laughs> at first. <laughs> Not one you can watch around your parents, huh? Yeah, or really anyone. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend anyone being in the room. But Yeah, yeah this is how a, I feel playing Sinner and Kagura. <laughs> yeah, see, just, just some things you can't do in the presence of others. <laughs> but it was a good one. I, I do recommend it. Let's what see, what else was... I, I haven't gotten done with all the anime I've been watching lately. Yeah, no, Ooh. I started up... Uh, I started up... Uh, what is it? Re... Zero, starting life again in another world. It's like the, one of the most popular isekai there is. I've always heard of ReZero and No Game, No Life, but I don't know shit about those, uh, those animes. Okay, so ReZero is really kind of basic from what I've seen so far. The guy essentially it's ends up transported to another world and he thinks he's going to have powers and things like that but he doesn't really and so he kind of gets beat up on he ends up kind of stumbling into these other people but he's really overconfident and kind of goofy and i really 
just not a fan of him. I'm going to keep watching the show because the actual other characters are interesting so far. And I'm curious if the world's going to continue to be as interesting as it is. But right now he's just kind of, uh, you know, falling around this Amelia girl who's like a magician of some sort and things like that. And I'll definitely give more details as I get further in the series because I just started it yesterday. But I've already basically found myself not really liking the main character too much. So I'm hoping the supporting cast really kind of brings him up and maybe he'll evolve. But uh, other than that, uh, really, good lord. Uh, I also finished up Lovely Complex, which is still just really funny. It's a shoujo series. It's older. And if you want to watch a a pretty good, well-paced love story with some good side characters and a good comedy, Lovely Complex is the place to be. Uh, Other than that, you talked about No Game, No Life, which is a personal favorite of mine. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's... Like Isekai, but they get transported to a world where everybody competes for power using games. And these two siblings are a bunch of neat, you know, shut-in kind of gamer otaku type people. And they get transported to this world and told if they beat everybody else, they get whatever they want. And so they're really selfish and goofy and they kind of start taking on everybody. And it's really cool how they kind of play against the other races and trick each other. It's a lot of fun. Now, Isekai, that genre is where you're transported to another world just period right you go from one to another and you you just go through right like sword out online is an isekai right yes okay uh, technically yeah i mean they they basically say uh you know th- some people uh, boil it down to lower ones like vr mmo isekai or you know reborn isekai but it basically if you're translated to uh, translated uh transported to another world then it, it's pretty much isekai i mean there's even some older series like el hazard uh, that is technically an isekai story, but it's from like the nineties. So it really blew up in, you know, late two thousands, late two thousand tens, really, just mm-hmm. in the last few years. To the point where there's like four or five of these freaking series like every season. I mean, technically one of my favorite series, this last season, Welcome to Demon School, Iruma is an Isekai series because he's transported to a different world, the demon world and goes to school there but really they they don't really kind of bring that up too often so it's its own thing and in my book but uh yeah isekai is a huge genre and there's definitely some stinkers and there's definitely some good ones you just gotta seek them out so in the original digimon series when mm-hmm. all the digi destined get transported to the digital world and the digi rap happens is all of that part <laughs> of an isekai is that... Yes, 100%. That's okay. right. Okay. Yeah, they're even rebooting that series. I don't know if you know that. They're rebooting it? Yeah, apparently they're going to reboot the nope. original Digimon. I did see that. I did see that. You're right. They have one more movie coming out, and then they're going to reboot it. I yeah. did see that. I love that they went back and made all these, like, you know, the kids in the future kind of movies and OVAs, and then they were like, okay, just one more. Shit clean. Just clean. Yeah, and then just start fresh. Let's just do it again. It's, it's clearly made them some money, so I guess that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of more interested in the Digimon games and, like, lore nowadays than I am, like, the new Pokemon games. So, like, I kind of want to give it a try just to see how it is. But that's a that's a different thing. We'll see. But speaking right, of games, now like, we can get to video games. <laughs> that's it? You, you've only watched those? That, that's it for now. Okay. Yeah. So what are you playing? Hit me with something. Oh, man. Uh, so let's see here. I started playing Dark Cloud, uh, which I, I bought the Dark Cloud port uh, on PS4 in the most recent sale. Mm-hmm. So it's actually originally a PS2 game, and it's it was like one of the first ones. A lot of people likened it to like the PlayStation 2 Zelda versus the N64's Ocarina of Time. And I can kind of see where that's at, but it's really very much a different game, and I'm loving it. It's made by Level 5, who made 
you yeah. know, the Nino Kuni series. They did uh, Inazuma Eleven. They did uh, Professor Layton. Um, way after this, of course. But he played this kid who, you know, lives in this village and this evil general summons this dark genie that can destroy the world and he comes and destroys your village uh but it turns out you know the fairy king has rescued everybody and put him in these little uh balls for safety and you've been tasked by the fairy king to go into this uh divine beast dungeon and chase down all the balls and restore your town so you go what you do is you basically equip yourself with some items and things like that and you go into this you know dungeon and you search around for on each level for all these different pieces and it's like things like a barrel or a person from your town or uh roads or trees and so you each level you you do you you run around in kind of a 3d space fight some bats and some skeletons and you get treasures and, and different upgrades and things like that and then you go back to the town and you get these things in your inventory and you can rebuild your town however you want mm -hmm. so you slowly get the pieces of your town then you do town building and it unlocks things like item shops and you know other characters and and you can get new weapons and then there's this whole upgrade system uh where your weapon earns experience but it also has a durability so you don't want to break it so you have to repair it a certain amount of time so you can only be you know go so far in the dungeon at any given time and there's just so much to this game that is so fun i've already put like 10 hours into it and i feel like i'm just scratching the surface and I can't recommend it enough. Like, my friend talked to me about this game for 10 years, like, telling me how awesome it was. And I was like, yeah, cool, yeah. Sit beer, move on with my life. <laughs> and I finally bought it. It was $5.99 on, on sale on PSN. And I sat down and played it because I was bored going a little nuts in, you know, pandemic quarantine time. And I've fallen in love. I, I can't say enough good things about it. I played the second one, Dark Cloud 2, on my PS2 whenever... I was a wee lad, and we would rent games. And I remember there being a wrench that I could upgrade, and the wrench would always change shape every time I upgraded it. And that was something I loved about it. But I never got far enough in the game to really learn more about it, but I would just always fight these rats in a sewer and upgrade my wrench, and that was just the shit <laughs> I lived for. And I, that, that was enough to appease my little mind. But I, I've heard a lot about these uh, dark cloud games now that i go back and i look at a lot of retrospective views on games and stuff and i want to visit those at some point you you really can't go wrong with the original dark cloud i don't know enough about dark cloud 2 but it sounds similar at least in operation because you can build up weapons in in this game too because basically the way it works is you earn experience and your weapon levels up right mm -hmm. and you also can attach different uh bonuses to it like higher endurance higher attack is strong against stone creatures strong against skeletons things like that well whenever it levels up it absorbs that and it increases its stats permanently and then you know you can add in new attachments and then level it up and increase it than that well once certain weapons reach a certain stat value from doing that you can build them up to a different item oh. and so you can you can build it in different ways to get different items so it's really really it's it's so complex and deep but it's still so fun to play and easy to pick up and go with uh it's, it's also kind of cute and fun and it's got good character designs that i'm pretty fond of so uh i'm looking forward to finishing that bad boy up because i'm gonna put some time into it hell yeah now i actually got a question are you still playing pokemon sword and shield yes i am still playing pokemon sword and shield i uh i got i think i have uh one more gym to go okay okay yeah, I'm, I'm making slow and steady progress. Um, I'm, I still have six Pokemon on my team, Mr. I can't do anything without it being a challenge. You gotta, 
You got to push yourself, otherwise you don't build character. But all right, how's that Toto Dial run going? Dude, he's he's phenomenal. He is, he's a whooping ass, and I wasn't expecting him to kill, but he has died once. But I, I'll get to that on. Um, are you playing any other games? Oh yeah, I uh, I picked up Persona Five Royal mm-hmm. and I started it and found that I honestly could not focus, so I put it away until I can focus. Safe. And it it, lo- it looks really good. Um, but then I I started up uh, Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love this series because it is exact. It knows exactly what it is and it revels in it and it has no shame. And honestly, while I can't. It definitely can't play it at family outings, and even then, I don't really particularly like to play it around my girlfriend, even though she doesn't mind at all. It's this fun shooter with the Cinderan Kagura girls, and you have to, you know, use different types of water guns and, and battle each other in an arena. And there's a story, and there's all these, like, you know, cards you can get to adjust your stats and have different attacks. And I just love collecting them and upgrading them and, and doing it. It's like, it's so fast paced and, and fun and doesn't require a lot of thought. So it's very, uh, easy going on my brain in during this time. I, you know, uh, been going through a little bit of stress being trapped indoors for a long time. So being able to just shoot stuff, but not without blood and gore and, you know, cute anime girls. It's I like it. It's, it's got me addicted. I've played it for like 10 hours so far in like a day and a half. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's easy. It, it's not difficult at all. And I, I really enjoyed it when I played through and platted it. It's It was just a fun way to just cleanse the palate of everything else you're playing and then get back to something else. I really enjoyed Peach Beach Splash. It's really fun. It's probably my favorite Sendrin Kaga game I've played. Because the other ones I've played are all hack and slashes. And those are fun for a while, but they get stale. Because you're just you're just play, pressing the same buttons, but these mm. their shooters are always a little something different compared to hack and slash, especially in the same series. But I really enjoyed it. But yeah, that's pretty much what I'm playing right now is just those little stuff. Uh, you know, you think I would have played more in the span of time since we last uh, recorded, but like like you, I, I'm maintaining a certain degree of consistency. So, uh, what have you been playing lately? So, I am on God of War still streaming. I'm hoping to finish that soon, but. I uh I don't know where I'm at. I need to look up my chapters because I know I pull up a chapter guide to kind of gauge where I'm at for stream games. That way I can kind of see how many more I have before I need to get my next game ready. Um, but I uh, my wife watches Teen Wolf, and I swear this story like it, it all goes together. But they started talking about Norse lore, and I realized there was a spoiler. I, I'm pretty sure it was a spoiler in the uh, in Teen Wolf about how. Uh, Baldor, who is the the villain of the game, dies. And I was like, no, no shit, and I uh, I didn't know it, and I'm pretty sure it's a, it spoiled the game for me about how I'm going to have to do it or how he's going to die. And I was like, man, that's that's horrible. You know, this shitty MTV show just ruined it for me, or at least I really <laughs> hope it didn't. That is that is a very unique way to get spoiled on a game, especially a AAA title that's you know been out after it. Was that is that show still on? I think it just ended last year is what she told me. Oh, it just Jesus. Ended. Wow. Yeah. So, so <laughs> some MTV show from a, a, a season from like so many years ago. Like this was like first or second season. I think she told me and I was sitting there listening and it said, blah, 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 Baldor died. And I was like, whoa, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and it kept going. <laughs> and I was like, no, that can't be right. And, <laughs> There, I was like, man, this is this is poisonous knowledge I have now. I hope it doesn't come true. Because I cannot wait to watch up. the stream. 
yeah. I can't wait to watch the stream and see if it actually is and just watch you cry a little bit if it is. I'm going to be pissed because this isn't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Apart from that, on Pokemon Crystal, I now have six of my 16 badges. Um, Totodile has died once. Some Magnemites at the six badge killed him once. Um, and I, I had nothing that I could whoop them with. They were just that, that steel electric type I realized is going to be a problem for me. So if I have to fight more electrodes or magnetons, I think at this point they're going to hurt me. They may even kill me more. But other than that, he he kills in like one to three hits. Like Totodile is a monster. He's level 45 and everything else is 30 or below. And it's not fair that Totodile is doing this to them. But he also has a pretty good moveset that makes him super effective against at least half of the creatures. And then he has the move Slash, with crit, which crits, I think, on at least half of its hits. And it already has a pretty high damage output. So he's strong. He's, uh, he's set. Uh, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get through the game and fight Red, which is my end goal. I need to go fight Red. And beat him with Totodile. So you're not even evolving him, are you? Nope. Nope. Level 45. And that's, just, every time he levels <sighs> up, I have to cancel his evolution. Oh, wow. This, I'm curious to see if this actually pans out for Me you. Me too. I'm worried. I'm really worried. Because <laughs> if there's something that's strong enough that's an electric type, it may kill me. Like when I get to Lieutenant Surge's gym in the Kanto region, I don't know how it's going to fare. If his Raichu is strong enough, it may it may uh, it may one shot me with a thunder, but my slash is strong Ooh. enough to where I may one shot him because I'm probably going to be a couple levels higher than him. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, apart from that, I stopped playing Astral Chain for a bit, kind of just got wore out on the gameplay, and decided to switch to uh, not Persona Five Royal after I bought it as well, but I decided to switch to Prototype instead, and this game has been a trip. I uh, I wasn't expecting this sort of superhero Venom game, and I am just just a monster throughout this city. I, I after I realized that not only the the military personnel that I'm supposed to be killing are dying, but like I'm running over civilians as well. And after I got a mission report back and it said like hundreds died, and it showed like military and civilian, I was like, oh my god, I got to be careful. This is crazy. <laughs> this is horrible. And so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more careful and like cognizant of what I'm doing because I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be a bad guy. So that's it with Prototype. And that's the games I'm playing. That was a, that was a game that came out around the same time as Infamous that had that whole thing going uh, like it did where you could be a good guy or a bad guy kind of thing. Though it definitely seemed to sell it more on the bad guy range, you know? Yeah. Um, I loved it. So there's a game on GameCube called uh, Hulk Ultimate Dis- Destruction, which is essentially an incredible Hulk game where you run around and have the same kind of power. Like you can run up buildings, toss tanks, and and like you know pick up towers and throw them. And there's all these missions of destruction that you do, and it. it's just so it, like uh, Melissa and I use it to uh, kind of blow off some steam every once in a while because it's just fun to run around and destroy stuff. Mm-hmm. And these same guys went on to make Prototype. And there's a lot of the same kind of flavor in that. So it's one of my go-tos in terms of going back for just kind of mass chaos. 
and I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. And there's a second game in the series, and apparently it did pretty well, too. I saw. I, I'm kind of curious to see how the stories tie into each other. So I'm, I'm ready for that one at some point. But I don't think Prototype's going to take too long to get through. I saw there's like 31 missions, mm-hmm. and I think I'm on like seven or eight already. So I should be blitzing through this one probably by another week or two. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of what we're playing and watching, which we've apparently done quite a bit, you know, with the whole being stuck inside thing. Uh, but did, have you heard any news lately? Mine's pretty uh, light, to be honest with you. Mine too. Mine too. Um, apart from Sakura Wars, which is my newest excitement of anything coming out, which I didn't realize where all the characters were designed by Tide Kubo, the guy from Bleach. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, he drew all the or he made all the characters and drew them out and after i looked at everything like i could see the influence but that game is coming out this month at the end of the month and i'm really excited for it let's see apart from that resident evil 8 have you heard about that news no i don't know anything so about that resident evil 8 according to an insider is going to be on per uh let's say persona 5 playstation 5 a first person a shooter just like seven and there should be an announcement coming soon um so i think he said in like the next within the next month i think is what i read in that announcement but some guy on the inside of capcom i guess but some dude just leaking shit but re8 some info coming soon man some of these guys are got brass balls yeah. going on like leaking this kind of info but i think it's a guy that's leaked before because he his name's like dusk golem and I, I don't know, like it, how could you leak? Like, I mean, you, you do what you want, man. And I mean, if someone's paying you by all means, man, I, I guess you do what you want, but like, that's a lot of people working on something and like, that's a team effort and you just let everyone down like that. But yeah. Yeah. Like I know the, I know the fans are eager to get information like this ahead of time, especially like, you know, cause they're, they're excited about the series, but it does, it probably put a damper on the people working out when they put like three or four years into this thing. And someone's like ruins the surprise for you that's like somebody lighting the candles in your birthday cake and be like make a wish and blow them out and then your brother jumps in and blows all the candles out like yeah, dick that's i don't i was excited to read it but at the same time it's like i'd rather have seen a trailer for it like a proper like mm-hmm. capcom showed me something but well everything's everything's jacked up like there's a lot of companies that aren't doing digital presentations like a lot of people thought uh in the wake of e3 not being around um a lot of the ones I've read have not been, like, a huge loss because they haven't really shown much. Like, uh, from what I understand, Bethesda isn't going to be doing, like, a, a digital, um, you know, kind of presentation. But I'm not too sure if they had much to show in the first place. You know, the only thing people really care about is Elder Scrolls Six, And last time I checked, they showed a video, like, a year ago or something where it's just like, here's the landscape. Here's some epic music. Yeah. Elder they Scrolls didn't show 6. shit. They just showed a title screen. Yeah. yeah. Like... Not even like a, a like a projected date. They couldn't even be like twenty twenty two. They're just like the future. <laughs> yeah, it got some people so pumped, and that's what the, everybody looks for in all of their presentations. And then as soon as they do one, it's usually something about like Fallout seventy six or some. Uh, and I guess they they did just release a uh, Doom Eternal, didn't yes, they? Yes, yes, that came out last week or week before. Yeah, it was the same day as Animal Crossing, which uh, I know you were you had on your calendar, so you definitely know. What I it actually was. cut the day out. And I, I didn't exist on that day <laughs> I uh, on purpose so that I didn't have to deal with Animal Crossing. <laughs> so it, it, it must drive you a little batty for the sheer number of memes and Facebook posts and Twitter posts about Animal Crossing. Because this thing has become a social media darling. It, it has just for the sake of comfort for everyone that's dealing with the pandemic. And it's okay. 
it, it doesn't really bother me as much. I just like to antagonize more than I do be the villain of <laughs> Animal Crossing. But so, so you're not you're not twirling a mustache, but you're throwing tomatoes yeah, at it. Gotcha. Absolutely, from a safe distance. I, I'm I'm not on the island, but I'm on a boat, like throwing stuff at it. Um, let's see. I'm seeing a lot of mixed reviews about RE3. Um, a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's really pretty, but it's also really short. There's not near as much diversity as there was with RE2. And I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on what I'm seeing regarding RE3 remake. So, Well, the thing is, is Resident Evil 3 Nemesis wasn't exactly a huge game in the first place. Like, even on the PlayStation, I'd say it was pretty short compared to the options available in Resident Evil 2. So it's kind of really not fair to try to compare the two because they're two different games. Um, and I just, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I knew this would be the same thing um, that would happen, that's happened with some other remakes where it's like the first, like especially when you have like Resident Evil 2's remake where people are like, oh, it's amazing, it looks great, it plays great. But when you get more of the same it, without enough innovation, people tend to like you know be a little disappointed even though technically they're getting exactly the same thing. right does that make sense yeah yeah i hear you and it, i mean it also comes with like a, a free online mode I, you say free you paid for it though but you also get an online mode to play on to i guess make up for other stuff that you didn't get to do but mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's an interesting little conundrum for re3 remake but i'm hearing mixed reviews on it but i don't i don't quite know if i want to hop on it because i'm not i don't know i was never really invested in that story and from what i understand canonically it it doesn't add much so i don't uh, i'd rather just play re4 again i'll just i'll go for that i've never played Jesus that game christ so trails <laughs> of cold steel 4 got announced as well um, <laughs> yes it did i'm actually pretty pumped about I, that I, love how you just like ran right past still, that yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to or i'm gonna lose my shit um <laughs> so i've always wanted to play the trails of cold steel games and i have the first one i just bought it like on uh was it with the tax return stuff but i've mm-hmm. never played it. i've just always had an interest and i i'm excited for four and i'll get there some year but i've just yeah done them. so this this series is actually uh kind of a spinoff of the uh legend of heroes uh trails in the sky like they're in the same universe and everything like that. So there was Trails in the Sky, first chapter, second chapter, final chapter, and then like Trails of Cold Steel is happening in a different nation in the same world and with different characters. But it's got a lot of the same systems in it, and it's just it's really well made. It's a lot of customization, a lot of fun. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, and you don't have to know the other game series characters or story. Like there's a few like few and i mean like so few it, it doesn't even matter uh moments where you get some you know easter eggs that are like referred to those characters or things they've done or that that part of the world but otherwise it's its own standalone thing and, and there's a lot of charming characters it, it's a long-winded game though so be prepared to put some time into that bad boy Ooh, i'll try to make sure i'm not juggling three games or something I'll have a stream game yeah don't do something else don't do persona 5 and trails of cold <laughs> steel and and Xenoblade Chronicles all at the same time. You will just cry and forget how to play all oh, three cool. of them. <laughs> what kind of JRPG <laughs> masochism? Um, for my last bit of news, there is a near remaster coming later this year that looked pretty cool. I'm excited about that. 
I, I've always seen the Nier game, but I never got to play it. And after playing Nier Automata, it only furthered my interest in the universe because I want to play the Drakengard games and never got to do that as well. Do you remember the whole thing with Nier, like the first Nier game where there was two different versions? There was Nier Gestalt and there was Nier Replicant? What? No. Two... I, I only yeah. know Nier. Okay. That's it. Like, uh, with the... Uh, so this with the is man a, on the cover. That's the whole it, thing. right? With the he's like kind of tan with the white hair, and he's like standing there. Yeah, that's the. It's like he plays. Uh, he's that's a near Gestalt, and it was released in the West. And the main character is this kind of dad character to the other character. Uh, but in the East, they got near Replicant, which is like a brother and sister thing. It had more of a, a you know Eastern kind of anime vibe versus the kind of very like big hulking hero, uh, manly kind of thing they had going the on western with, vibe uh, gestalt <laughs> yeah okay. so some people are some people are wondering if there's going to be both versions on this uh you know remaster or if it's just going to be a remaster of the replicant game because uh, i think you can still chase down gestalt on like xbox 360 and ps3 but uh yeah it was kind of like nobody really paid attention to it when it came here which is sad because it actually is a really good game and it's uh you know definitely got that pedigree like when you i played the original near even gestalt and playing near automata it was like oh coming back to you know this game and it's kind of fun battle system and it's unique storytelling and it was it was a lot of fun i definitely can recommend it once it does come out yeah hmm i, I never knew there was two parts i guess and that's hopefully they release more information because i remember the thing was called like near there were a bunch of numbers. It's, I, I, can't, I don't have the thing in front of me, but yeah. I'll have to look into that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's got it's got this whole like version like two nine eight six seven like yeah, blah blah yeah, blah something blah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and it, but it's very in line with uh, you know the near series. As for my bits of news, there's not really a whole ton uh, currently. Um, Last of Us Two has been delayed indefinitely in the face of the coronavirus pa- pandemic. um basically they they came out on twitter and said hey you know we won't be able to release this game to all the people the way we want to so we're just delaying it and you know that's fine Uh, you know they were already kind of like packing their schedule full they had ghost of tsushima coming out like in the that was coming out in the same month so like these guys were going to be competing with their own games so i thought that was kind of uh it, well it's from what is the name of that company uh the ones that, Su- Sucker, Sucker, Punch? Punch? Sucker Punch. you're right yeah but, but they are both companies that are you know kind of first party sony titles. right right and, and so they were going to be competing with each other in the same month and i thought that was kind of weird but now i mean i guess we'll see they could start delaying a lot of these games period i mean you saw that in the movie business already like mulan black widow and a lot of these like marvel and disney uh they've just moved them outright to later in the year or the early next year depending on how bad this goes and i think that that's going to be kind of a thing we go through with pretty much all the triple a titles uh, i wouldn't be surprised if we see this from cyberpunk uh maybe ghost of tsushima gets moved back as well you know these big titles they've been sitting on for a while i don't think they want to you know just kind of release silently they want to be very bombastic lots of people standing in line and things like that so far ghost of tsushima i don't think has moved i, I think i just saw something about that today actually they they seem pretty resilient on their release date um sweet yeah i'm, I'm pretty i think that's the only big triple a one that i'm really excited about i think that i can remember so i hope they stay firm because that's kind of my summer one but we'll see mm. um although speaking of all these release dates getting moved and everything you know just for a small rant 
you know they, they brought all these movies to like early accesses and everything where you can watch them at home and uh me, me and my wife thought we were gonna watch trolls 2 yesterday and uh turns out we couldn't because we pre-ordered a rental and i was just i was i was really disappointed so we ended up watching romancing the stones for the first time and I oh was, really uh, i was also disappointed because it was romancing <laughs> the stones <laughs> so just a, just a small rant but yeah <laughs> back to your news i'm sorry there's not much else in the way of news uh you know we've started the next season of anime um and the crunchyroll has a lot of you know crunchyroll exclusives coming out like there's tower of god and uh the eighth son are you kidding me and that's a isekai series where this guy's reborn as the eighth son in a in a poor noble family and it, it you know i watched the first episode it sounds interesting looks a little bit interesting animation's pretty good but they didn't give enough details in the first episode so it, i'm gonna have to give it a couple more episodes before i can really give it an impression um tower of god looks interesting it's based off of a korean manhwa and i still don't know enough about it really because i always have to give three episodes so characters can be established world can be established like i, I want to be able to follow these characters and care right now on the first episode you're like okay i'm still taking it all in but uh that's exciting and there's gonna be some more new series coming out here soon and we'll talk about it some more as we go on but honestly we need to start talking about our top five anime because you and I love to talk about news and what we're playing. And clearly, we it's been a while since we did that because we took forever to do it. We are just <laughs> jabber-jawing. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with our top five anime in uh, no particular order. Trey, I want you to go ahead and start. I will start. And you know what? I kind of typed out my own small synopsis and I will delve into each one as I go. So my first one is going to be Erased. Um, Erased, if you haven't seen it, is about a man that gains the ability to travel back in time to help solve a murder, but realizes he must get it perfect to help save everyone from the killer. Um, Erased, this guy's a pizza delivery man, and what it is, is he, he's been seeing this butterfly that happens to fly by every time he's, he has a time lapse. And it, it, it's a butterfly effect, really. So he kind of goes back in time. He sees there's someone's life he needs to save. And he moves them out the way or he gets them out of harm's way so that they're safe. And one day his... Or I, I don't need to spoil everything for you. But he he actually goes way back in time. Not just a couple minutes, but he goes back like a couple years to back when he's a kid. And there was a girl that goes missing. And he realizes that he's back then. And he has to find out who's taking this girl and how he can prevent it. But he's, he has the mind of his adult self just in the kid's body. So he has to act normal. He has to do everything right and find out. And he get, he, it takes a couple tries because he does mess up. Uh, I think we, we may have talked about this show before, but this show does have some adult things or some some kind of upsetting things for those that may not be able to handle it like I think there's like one or two abusive scenes for children and it, it gets tense and it, it it stays very mature with itself though. It, it doesn't ever handle it in a not in a not righteous way. It it's a very it's a very proper show. And as as the main main character goes through handling this mystery, he and everyone that's helping him just stays in constant danger and you never know if someone else is gonna get grabbed or if whenever he messes with the flow of history, what's going to happen next? And it keeps you on edge. And the way it's brought about cinematically, it's it's gorgeous. Every time he goes back in time, like the screens cut to where it's like a movie. And it's 
it's gorgeous. I love Erased, and it, it's just one of my favorites. Like, I could go back and watch that just for a good thriller. And it's not, I don't even think it's too long. I don't think maybe 12 to 16 episodes, I think. It's not very long at all. Yeah, I really like that series. It's, uh, I believe it's only like 12 or 13 episodes long. And it also has the one of the, my favorite anime openings. It's uh, sung by Asian Kung Fu Generation. And I can't remember the name at the moment, but it's a, it's actually a really cool little song. It's very indie and, and fun, which is so weird because the actual content of the series is pretty dark. Uh, I love the way the time travel works in this series and how it keeps you guessing the entire time. Like, I really didn't see the ending coming, so I think that's what really kind of made it stick out in my mind and made me remember this series. But that's a hell of a good choice, especially because, you know, Anaplex did it and their animation is top-notch. It's great. I think they did a live action version too, but I haven't watched it yet because I'm nervous. I and mm. it, it's just always a it's always a skeptical thing to go and watch an, a live action thing. So I don't know. I may do it at some point, but we'll see. So that means I'm up, actually. Yes, sir. And <laughs> my my first choice in, in my top five anime is actually going to be a series called Beck Mongolian Chop Squad, and this series is basically about this kid who. Uh, starts teaching himself guitar after you know dealing with a few things going on and he joins a band and and starts uh touring with the, his bandmates in tokyo and trying to play at you know different music festivals and i really love this show because it's well animated and the music on the original japanese dub is just great it's done by a few different bands like one of the bands called the beat crusaders and they do a good chunk of their music and it is really really fun it's because they play out like punk like japanese version of a punk band and so these guys are pretty much nobodies they have to figure out how to find these like you know dive bars to play in and get recognized and then you know get better at their instruments and and learn how to you know work together and and to be a better band and it's got this whole underlying myth mythology to it too involving the different characters and their histories but I just really loved it for how accurate it is in portraying a little bit what it's like to, you know, be in a band and, you know, try to start from nothing and be something bigger than that. Now, you know, it's definitely, you know, a little bit of a shorter time frame than real life, but it really hits those struggles very accurately. I was in a band myself, you know, years ago, and it really just kind of resonated with me because of that. Hmm. I've never heard of that. Beck Mongolian what? Chop Squad. Chop Squad. It was, okay. It was originally called just Beck in Japan, but you can see how that would cause some problems when you bring it over here. Uh, yeah, because, sure. you know, one of our major recording artists is called Beck. So they had to throw on that kind of subtitle of Mongolian Chop Squad, which is actually in the in the story. They, they end up going to America at some point and they have to, you know, use a different name or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It, I think you can still find it on, uh, you know, Crunchyroll and Funimation possibly but uh yeah I, I encourage it or you know try to find the original japanese dub if you can that's my biggest recommendation okay hmm. i'll have to look at that i've i've never heard of that but i also haven't watched too many musical animes i know there's a few that have come out on netflix recently but i i haven't seen too many carol and tuesday do it i that one's a popular one that's come up lately now that i think about it someone else has talked about that so I'm, I'll have to add that to the list. There's one called Lost Song I've added too. But hmm. so my next one is Golden Boy, which is one that you and I have <laughs> talked about. Um, this is one of my favorites. Um, I don't I don't even know where you can watch this. One. I think I bought it 
whenever I had it before. Um, but my my personal description of it, my short sentence is a goober goes through many different adventures and scenarios, experiencing life, meeting people, and living life, all while making an impact on the people around him. And that's pretty much, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's really all that he was doing. And all he wanted to do was just go and experience everything that the world had to offer. Every episode is a different adventure. He meets all new people. He, he just lives life and does all kinds of things. And yes. at the end, he has a payoff, sort of, uh, that I, I won't spoil, but everyone he meets, like, kind of meets each other, and they all know him. And it's it's interesting how it all can come together like that. And it kind of makes you realize, you know, that impact you can have on people without kind of going through everything that he does in mm-hmm. the way that he does it. But it just kind of makes you think about how it makes you, you know, reflect on the way you're doing things. So uh, it's not just a show, but maybe a maybe something to think on. But Golden yeah. Boy is one of my personal favorites for that. It's not only funny, but it's also a little bit thought provoking. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, when you really look at it like that, it's a, it is a really great series, and I do love the characters and, and everything. But you, you also have to remember that he's also a giant pervert the entire time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of dirty jokes and just like really kind of like perverted humor, and it's it's not like he's he's necessarily well yeah no he's kind of a giant pervert the whole time but he's like the pervert with the heart of gold the golden boy well it's more about the fact that he's good at everything but whatever anyways yeah golden boy's great great little story in a six episode ova and i recommend it highly but just be prepared for a little uh, bit of uh, sex jokes he's good at everything but swimming that swimming scene is one of the <laughs> best scenes ever. Uh, period. You've, you've you've probably seen Golden Boy uh, gifs and memes on the internet somewhere. That's for sure. I guarantee it. If you watch the show, you'll be like, "Oh, there. That's, that's where the it's from. One. That's where it's yeah. from." Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. Balls in your court now, Steve. Balls in my court. Oh. Okay. So my next one would honestly be Gunbuster Two or Aim for the Top Two. Uh, it's actually the sequel to this uh, Studio Gynex mech series where these girls train to be mech drivers so they can fight off these space monsters. Well, in this one, you know, the original series characters have been gone for a long time in space fighting the monsters. And this useless kind of like janitor girl ends up wanting to become uh, a pilot. They call them topless. And uh, she meets uh, another female pilot uh, that is a topless. And so she basically starts following her around, calling her own ASON. And, you know, the series goes on that they encounter different space monsters and and she starts learning how to be a pilot. And, and there's so much to really say about this, the series, but I, I can't spoil it. It's, you know, this girl aiming to be the best, you know, mech pilot and, you know, trying to follow her, her superior uh, pilot girl and how they become friends and how they end up facing off against the monsters. And there's a lot of twists and turns in the plot. And I, I can easily recommend it. But the biggest reason I can recommend it is because it's animated so dang well. Like, whereas the first one was animated in that really kind of impeccable, like, late 80s, early 90s um, style uh, animation. A lot of cells and things like This was actually a, a you know, gunbuster with digital animation and it's animated a lot like flcl and it's got it's got bright colors, sharp lines um you know you you will see a lot of like you know comparable animation techniques from gunbuster 2 to flcl 
and it, that's what really attracted me to it. But then you have just such a, a an adorable character, and uh, uh, I think her name is No No, and she she has such a great character turn in the series, and and they have great chemistry between her and the other girl, which is her name is Lark, and there's so much fun things about it and then there's also some really like heart-wrenching dramatic moments it's it's a special show and it's only six episodes long and i think there's even a movie for it so just go watch it it's great i've all, i've heard about gunbusters but i didn't know that's what it was that sounds nice like kind of shonen-ish like that's, mm-hmm. that sounds cool um let's see so my next one is darling in the franks so I, I wanted to choose a Studio Trigger one, and I really like most of them. But, actually, I, I like all of them. I don't know who I'm mm-hmm. trying to fool. I, I like all... I think I've seen all the studio. Anyway, Darling in the Franks is my next one. And my little short snippet here is, In a post-apocalyptic world, kids are used to pilot mechs in pairs. And as an unlikely pair joins forces, they find that their bond will not only have to save each other, but the galaxy. And... Once you, if, if you've ever seen the main girl for this, you or you've probably seen her anywhere else, but she's used pretty much everywhere. Uh, O2 mm-hmm. or Zero Two. But, Zero Two. Yes, sir. So these, it's a mech show, but the mechs are animated based off the the synchronicity of the boy and girl pair that are inside both, and it, it's it's kind of a coming of age kind of show for these kids as they're in this sort of academy dealing with this weird extraterrestrial attack on their world and they're the ones that have to fend it off and they realize that they are the ones bearing this weight of the world. But it's if you're familiar with Studio Trigger and the kind of tropes they have, then you'll you may see some of it coming, but it gets it gets bigger and bigger and better as as the show goes on. And this is probably one of my favorite romances in in anime as it as it grows and it's it's enjoyable and it's just it's beautiful and i love the mechs fighting the the aliens it's really cool and probably some of the most colorful stuff i've seen but that's it for darling in the franks for me Uh, studio trigger is well known for their uh their colors and their angles and just their action scenes in general but you know you were talking about that whole thing where like there's two pilots and there's synchronicity and you know what that reminds me of and can't seem to remember but it reminds me of a movie that you were talking shit about don't don't it sounds a lot don't don't do it once i wrote it i knew it it. (laughs) you knew i couldn't resist the chance to point that out because i hate that movie so much (laughs) Uh. yep yep anyways uh no i i love studio <laughs> trigger and i actually haven't watched darling the franks yet but i've heard nothing but good things about the romance and the action like the romance is very organic and believable and the action is a ton of fun so i might have to sit down and marathon that here soon yeah but uh, uh, man it's it's really good i love it if you if you get a chance and you're caught up on everything else i i would i would prioritize it all right i think i will my number three is going to be cowboy bebop which is a series about space bounty hunters and essentially, uh, you know, sci-fi hijinks. You know, they got, you know, space travel and space stations, but there's still this, like, kind of Western vibe to it. Uh, you know, you got your characters there. All, all have different kinds of histories. 
and how they all mix together. But the series is mostly episodic. I mean, it, the overarching story kind of blends in there a few times, but there's only like three episodes that really cover, uh, three or four episodes that cover the main storyline uh, yeah. of the series. Otherwise, they're kind of like, you know, uh, situations of the week. I think that there's an episode in there where they all end up eating uh, magic mushrooms and it shows them all tripping out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a there's an episode in there uh, that actually is basically like a giant homage to Alien. Yeah, and you know there's 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 great stories all the way through. Some are funny, some are you know tearjerkers, some are you know dramatic, and some of them have to do with the main storyline. But it's uh, it's got a lot of really great stories in there that I I feel like I can go back and watch over and over and over. And then you throw in the fact that it's got amazing animation. Uh, even by today's standards, and this was back when, you know, selling animation and, you know, people still did it by hand. And then you throw in the fact that you have one of the greatest soundtracks that's ever been made uh, with, I believe it's Yoko Kano that does the uh, the soundtrack on this with her, her band, The Seatbelts. And it's all this kind of crazy, like, jazz fusion and, you know, just a unique sound in terms of anime soundtrack, even today. Like, you go back and listen to that, and you're like, there's not a lot out there that really kind of hits these highs. Still, uh, what is it, Tank, the opening song, mm-hmm. has, like, one of the best saxophone solos in the full-length version of that track that I've ever heard. And I still go back and listen to that song just for how good it it is itself. I think I even have all the soundtracks because I just love that soundtrack so much. But this series is honestly the one that launched a lot of people into the, the fandom. Yeah, or into anime itself. This is a lot of people's gateway drug. This is a dish that everyone's had if you've been in, into anime. Whether you've, mm-hmm. you've liked it or not, or if you've just caught an episode. It's it's always been fun. If you've caught it on Toonami or anything else. like it's If you haven't had it, you gotta have it. And it's it's great. I love it. Not to mention this guy's work, period. I liked his yeah. other show. Oh my god, why can I not? The Samurai one. Samurai Champloo? Yes. Okay. Wow. I was. I love it, but I don't even know the name of Samurai Shampoo. I enjoyed that one, and he did another one called Terror and Resonance, which was really interesting. But it didn't really have a musical theme to it that I can think of. But yeah, he's actually the director of Carolyn Tuesday because he's a huge music fan. No shit. And yeah, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. Watanabe. He is, yep. Yeah, he is. He's famous as hell. He's also been in uh, a really goofy series called uh, Excel Saga and uh puni puni poemi and it, they're these giant like gag series and he plays a character called nabe shin who's this you know loop in the third suit wearing like afro guy who pulls random things out of his afro and he's just goofy as heck and if i recall correctly that he was actually in the series doing those lines and stuff oh like that. So, i didn't yeah, know he was also a, acting that's funny yeah he's he's done some things here and there so it's it's a blast uh anything he's involved in frankly so, and this is like one of his early ones, and he's had even better stuff, you know, after that. So, he can make it and keep it going. But if Carolyn Tuesday is his newest stuff, then that's good. I didn't realize he was still going because Terror and Resonance was uh, like 2015, 2016, I think. Yeah. So, hmm, good deal. So, my next one was one I've actually replaced recently. Um, I used to really love the Mobile Gundam suit series or i mean i still do mm-hmm. love it but the first chapter of it where it introduced amuro and char um mm-hmm. but i just recently replaced it with gundam unicorn because i i keep talking about it and that's <laughs> yeah that's all i live by is gundam unicorn and i i love it just so much it's 
it's a seven episode series and they're they're all like an hour each but it is so cool and it's so great and i don't recommend it for any any novice of the series you're not you can't go into this one not knowing anything <laughs> this isn't the mm-hmm. same for you um but i'll describe it it's a uh, young benazir Lynx finds himself fated to drive the unicorn gundam and determine the outcome of a struggle to discover the contents of laplace's box and what it is is there's this big political political power struggle over who can find this box and what is its contents and what it what it is is this box will determine people's living really in space on earth on other planets on space stations this 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 box has a lot of power in it diplomatically and people are fighting to find it because the people that originally wrote it have it in there i don't i don't even know how to describe it without saying what's in it man it's it's so good and this this is just classic gundam political military drama at its finest and the unicorn gundam itself and char's protege fighting each other is just wonderful and they're they're great rivals for each other and it's it's great the whole the whole new type is flourished here and it's it's wonderful it is so sci-fi fantastical it's not like how it was in the original mobile suit gundam where it's just a boy driving a suit and getting better but this is this is a man who is driving a suit and it is sci-fi it is I'm getting better because of my psychic links. And it's like, oh, okay, whoa, shit, I'll get into that. What are, is he good too? Or, and it's hoping he can do it. Not just, I got to drive this and get better, beep boop. But it, it was really cool to watch as they all go in this power struggle. And I really loved it. Uh, so Gundam Unicorn has my stamp of recommendation, but not for novices. If you're new to the series, go watch 8th MS Team or go watch the first series. Yeah, I, you know, I've really been hesitating to get into uh, Unicorn because I got to refresh myself on the original series, which, you know, I'm pretty sure once I sit down and start watching, I'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll, you know, kind of do that thing. I guess I could be super lazy and watch like a YouTube, uh, you know, kind of explainer type I feel like video. at this point that may be easier. It it may be a little more on the nose to just do that and get your aim, but uh, I'm so, I'm, I'm so in it, I don't know. I could probably do it for you, dude. Don't worry about it. We can spend some time afterwards. <laughs> we can. I can right, be. Sounds your video. awesome. <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> but, uh, All right. So uh, definitely gonna have to give that a go because if you're talking that highly of it, and you have been for like months now, it's the only one you really talk about lately. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. I'll. Di- I'll dig up all the different stuff to to watch. Yeah. It's just. It's a. Like I said, I think it's a seven episode series, and then they do have a narrative OVA that kind of goes into the after after the series happens and i think one more big fight but pretty much the the seven episode series is really what you need and the the payoff at the end for what they're fighting for and what it does for the for the universe is it's great like it it really feels fulfilling it it's it's great i I like it i really like like it it. okay yeah i'm gonna look forward to it then sorry go ahead um your court passing the ball oh yes of course my my ball uh is in the court now Uh, sports ball yeah i i'll 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 drain the rock or something i don't i don't know sports you what uh (laughs) i don't know sports all that well so i'm just using words i've heard on like nba jam or some shit like that i have never drained the rock i don't okay look i don't actually know what the hell i'm talking about so please (laughs) 
Like, uh, you know, Spencer's going to hear this and just, like, instant message me and be like, no, we need to talk. Yeah, he's going to take you outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, my number two is actually the series Full Metal Panic. And I absolutely adore this series because it's military mech action with, like, you know, uh, clandestine, like, secret organizations and things like that. Uh, but then it also has this kind of slice of life sort of thing going on. So it's basically about this mercenary, Sosuke Sagara. He's like one of the best and youngest, uh, you know, arm, arm slave pilots, which is their, their word for mix in this series. And there's these people called whispered that, that have access to certain technologies that are way ahead of time, uh, in their heads. And this terrorist organization is hunting them down. So he's tech, he's tasked with, uh, guarding this girl named Chidori, who's a potential whispered candidate in her high school. Of course, he's only known battle his entire life and, and, you know, war. So he's now trying to pretend to be a normal high school student in Japan. And he's just not good at it. Like he pulls gun guns on other students. He carries around grenades with them. And, and yeah, like he's and it's played off for laughs and things like that. And she becomes more associated with him and, you know, kind of becomes his keeper to a certain degree. But then it actually goes back into like the main serious storyline, and you know she try they try to kidnap her, and he tries to rescue her while they're all on a trip, and then more and more of this this plot comes out. So they kind of like have these arcs where you get into the serious stuff, but then you go back to the fun stuff, and as you get further and further, you become more attached to characters. You learn about their backstories, how they connect to members of the terrorist organization, and you know there's a lot of twists and turns, and it starts getting into some really deep sci-fi where like these whispered candidates have these second personalities that are the ones that have the knowledge of this technology and you know then of course the main guy gets you know access to a a higher level mech that he has to learn how to work with because it has kind of this organic ai in it and it's really kind of fun and charming to see him kind of become partners with the ai and his mech and he gets better and it all amounts to them taking on this other organization and and that's that's kind of the the primer without spoiling some of the uh, twists and turns of the plot but it goes from being a pretty fun just action-packed sci-fi military show with a lot of like you know high school antics to more and more about that sci-fi uh you know action uh with the mechs and there's there's death and they're they're not afraid to really uh let that happen and i, I really like that about it but it's it's animated by gonzo or at least the first season was and it's watching this fish out of water situation and then delve deep into uh, sci-fi. And when they talk about the mechanics of these things and like all the details, it's like this guy did a ton of military research and transferred it into his own material. So it's very, very detailed. And I, I love that because I'm, I'm from a military family and I, I love airplanes and I love tanks and things like that. So all these like talking about these specs on these, these mechs and how these weapons work and, and what they're used for, I think it's really cool. And then you have the goofy anime fun stuff, and that's even better. I've, I feel like I've only seen the title of this anime, and I've never actually seen anything about it. So that was really enlightening. I, I feel like I know a little something more about it because I, if you were to tell me anything about Full Metal Panic, I could only picture the people from Black Lagoon, and I think that's all I could tell you. Now that I actually think about it, I would have been severely confused. Yes, that's good deal. completely different. <laughs> yeah, no, completely different. But uh, this uh, this series is also my favorite because uh, while it does get more serious, they have a specific season called Full Metal Panic Fumofu, where all it is is the side stories of his weird moments when he doesn't fit in, but they're goofy, funny stories involved uh, with 
his fish out of water nature. Like there's an episode where, you know, his, uh, the lady, the girl, she's, you know, she gets kidnapped by this like gang of delinquents. And so, you know, they're, cause they're so mad at, you know, him beating them up all the time. And so they're holding her hostage. And so he comes back and holds the gang leader's brother hostage and like has him hanging from the ceiling with bombs attached to the end of ropes. So he'll drop down if he, and basically like goes to this whole thing where he's like, I don't negotiate with terrorists. And he starts telling every gang member, you know, about the thing they love the most. Like one's like a, a parrot. You saved up a lot of time to get that parrot. Wouldn't it be horrible if, you know, some gas leaked into your room and that parrot died? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he, and you know, so he scares the crap out of these people and it turns out to just be a ruse and it's really funny. It, and she gets like really angry at him and, and, you know, exp- then he explains what happened. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely something that there's a good amount of comedy and fun and a good amount of sci-fi and action. I'll have to see about that. Or I need to look at it. I need to take a look at who the main characters are and see if I've seen anything from it before. And then maybe yeah. try to fit that on my list somewhere too. Because that, that sounds interesting. Or at least like entertaining. Um, <laughs> let's see. So my final one is actually probably going to come as a surprise to you. Um, and that's going to be Naruto. Shippuden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I never saw it coming at all. <laughs> I've, I've never i've never heard of this show you should yeah. you should tell us about it it's actually a it's an indie anime they uh they, they don't really make this anywhere else um so it's about a boy who must overcome the challenges of living with an overwhelming demonic force living inside of him while trying to be the best ninja in his village and become the hokage um i've talked about this a little bit more before and i was really surprised when you called me out for not saying the word ninja in that i really think i deserve a medal for that or something but <laughs> i uh Naruto is really interesting for me, and I think if you were to watch it, uh, yeah, it's not about you, it's about me. I really enjoyed it. It was It's one of my favorites because I feel like it actually escalates and grows as a show, and the characters all grow. Every time one of the characters fights and one more comes on the scene, they don't just bring everything they brought last fight. They have a new trick up their sleeve. Everyone has grown since the last fight. Nothing gets stale, except for like Sakura, but that's different. And everyone is, like, constantly improving upon each other. And there's there's normally constantly fun moments, and there's an overarching plot with someone, whether it's going to be Sasuke, Orochimaru, or Kabuto, and the rest of the Akatsuki. It's, it's always something bigger going on that something's feeding into. And then once everything really kicks off in Shippuden, it's, it's just shit starts rolling down the hill, and you get more and more invested. And I loved Naruto for all that. Just ninjas, man ninjas and demon spirits and that's the good shit how could you not like that and uh, look i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this was a lot of people's harry potter like a lot of guys love this series and it's it's their harry potter it's like they you know there's this overarching big bad there's this development of this character it's it's such something that they they took something away from it in a big way for themselves like that's why i always think it's funny the way you describe anime at times is the thing the way you describe it is it shows what you took away from it and not necessarily what it is at face value huh yeah i guess you yeah okay if you're gonna expose me like that man yeah no no like you describe (laughs) you describe golden boy a certain way in a way that you're like oh that does sound like a good story you know it you know about a person trying to live life without bringing up the fact that he's a giant pervert, which I totally did because I like to ruin parades. 
but naruto was that way too it's an underdog story you know constantly evolving and all the characters came together and you that's the same thing that you see in a lot of other big franchises is you know expansion of characters depth of their development and that you know you attach to different ones for different reasons and i think that's all i'll really cool thing to take away from it and I, I the closest thing i can compare it to it with that same kind of uh you know scale is harry potter i could see that i could see that being a a likely comparison so i, I feel that i could i could level with that and go to sleep okay and not cry so i could i could be okay <laughs> good. with that good that's good <laughs> so uh, what uh, is well, yours i'm really curious about yours because if it's not think... final fantasy 6 i really don't know what your top anime is going to be <laughs> have i never told you my favorite anime i i feel like you may have but i i'm really i'm, I'm really drawing nothing here I, I don't know what it could be all right my my favorite anime of all time is flcl Fully oh cooling. yes yes hell yeah because because i absolutely adored the animation style it was the first time i had seen something that unique um, the songs and the soundtrack of that is done completely by the band, the pillows. And it is wonderful from beginning to end. There's like a song for every scenario in that story that just really fits it. Um, but the biggest thing is it's only six episodes and it's just got really unique characters and detailed animation. And it does some really kind of unique stuff. Like there's a whole section where they do a manga, uh, page layout and they do everything, you know jumping from frame to frame and it's really kind of kinetic and fun uh but the biggest thing about it is like it can't like it came on the scene for me at the time when it was like it's very much coming of age story where this kid kind of figures out who he is and, and what he wants for himself and you know getting to actually know the people around him instead of just being kind of stuck going nowhere and it does these weird you know has all these weird metaphors uh you know with the company that looks it looks like irons and they you know basically flatten out everybody's brains and get rid of their wrinkles so they're all exactly the same and you know of course this kid has all these weird robots popping out of his head to basically kind of represent different elements of his own personality and his his individuality and you know, there's different people trying to get him to not participate with it. And there's people trying to be like, yeah, totally embrace it. And he just has to figure it out on his own. But then they use guitars for weapons. And, you know, there's a space-faring Vespa scooter. And giant robots pop out of kids' heads. And, you know, fighting each other. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's a coming-age story that does not take itself too seriously. And I can't get enough of it. I, I have multiple art books. Uh, I have, you know, wall scrolls. I watch it once a year, if not more than that, just because it's such a good, good story. Now, I think they got greenlit for two more seasons if they haven't already come out. Did you watch yeah. any of those? So oh. that's the, uh, Alternative and Progressive were the sequels that were made by Adult Swim. And... That is actually the result of Gynex selling off the rights for FLCL. I don't think there was a need for a second or third season. I didn't think there was a need for a continuation of the story. And I'll probably watch it because I'm curious to see if they do anything that has anything to do with the original. Or if they just made this own unique thing that just looks like it and sounds like it and feels like it, but it isn't the original. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's... There's your thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not a. I'll we'll reserve judgment until I actually watch it. Okay, well, sounds good. I completely forgot about Fooly Cooly until you brought it up a bit ago when you were making your comparisons. And yeah, I, uh, man, I loved the show when I watched it, but I, I watched it at a time where I wasn't watching it critically, and I, I was thinking I should probably go back and do that. 
because it, yes. it was really interesting when I watched it. I was like, man, this is cool, but I was disappointed it was a super short one. But, yeah, this uh, this kind of uh, style of absurdity in series was unheard of back then. Like every time I showed this to a person, they're like, what the fuck am I watching? And you know, now this kind of absurdist, kind of like surreal stuff is actually pretty a lot more common in some some of the genre. So it's not as you know messed up as it used to be, but. I loved everything about it back then and still now. But I think that, uh, or not think, that wraps up our top five anime, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And we, we, again, can be a bunch of jabberwockies just chatting it up. Yeah, we, we sure are hitting this hour <laughs> over the hour mark lately. We're doing, yeah, we're we doing really good have. on that. <laughs> Consistency is key, I guess. <laughs> yes, indeed. And we are the best at being consistent. So that about wraps it up for us today, guys. I'll let Trey kind of finish up with some information about our websites and our channels and uh, kind of give you the rundown of what we do. Yes, sir. So if you'd like, you can give us a follow on your normal podcasting sites. You can check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Stitcher. If you'd like to interact with us by any way, you can check us out on our Facebook, on our Twitter, and just leave us a comment on any of our posts and see what we think or ask us about anime and we'll talk to you back. We love the interaction. We love the feedback. And with that, you guys have a good day. And Steven, I'll talk to you later. Later, my friend. Peace.